0: Pfizer in traffic, takes it in, and stops it over Ben! Oh, what a move by Marcus Pfizer! The line. On the floor for the loose ball. Hunter comes away with it. Tyrese Hunter on a run out. Stuffed it with the right hand. Listen to this crowd. Timeout, I Iowa. I'll let you uh, go over the first half of the Texas game because I dumbly enough was thought it was at 2 o'clock, and, uh, not 1 o'clock and I was driving back to Humboldt. So um, I guess you probably should do the first half recap. I listened to it on the radio with John Eric, but I think it was easier to recap it when you actually visually saw what was going on.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I mean, the first half was definitely
1: started slow. Kind of how we've typically had a few games ago this year. Um, Texas is really good defensively. Um, and they're long and athletic, but I think once I feel like the, the difference in kind of when the first half kind of turned to where we started playing a lot better is when Tyrese visibly looked comfortable. And I think that kind of carried out through the rest of the game. I think he commanded the entire game and was a, a huge reason why we ended up winning. Um, he was seeing the floor really well. Um, I mean, he had eight assists, which was, I think, a career high for him. Um, and then, I mean, Gabe Calcher hitting shots was also big, um, which is funny because, like, he started the game, and I think he missed his first couple, and they weren't close. So it's just – I was a little worried that he would kind of fall back into the struggles he had been the last couple of weeks, but then – we needed him to step up and especially with they, I, I think one thing that was really evident in the first half was Texas did a really good job guarding Isaiah. Isaiah really was a non-factor. I think only had two points at halftime. They were free throws. So it was essential that Gabe's we needed someone to step up and Gabe was that guy and he just shot really well. But the thing is I, and the constant that he's had all year is he is an incredible defender. I I feel like it doesn't get said enough. He guards their best player all the time, and he just locks him down. So I think Gabe obviously was a huge reason why we won, and I'm I'm just really happy for him because I know he'd been struggling. Like you could just tell that it was mentally bothering him that he wasn't knocking down shots. So And I'm sure we'll get into that later. Um, I think another thing that was kind of crazy was their best player got two fouls 20 seconds into the game. Yeah. I, I
0: don't which know. I think
1: was big because I, I don't know how good he is because he really didn't play much. But I mean, I think that when you're a coach and you kind of game plan your rotations and your best player normally plays the most minutes. And when you have to audible seconds into the game, I think that really had implications the rest of the half. And it really wasn't evident right away. Cause I mean, they really defended us well, even without, their best player um sorry i forgot his name um timmy allen yeah. um but then i mean we just went on a run in the end of the last six minutes and they really didn't have an answer um andrew jones played really well in the first half too I, and i i feel like he's a guy that you really can't cheer against i mean he's yeah he's andrew jones right that's his name
0: yeah. yeah. yeah
1: i mean battling cancer beating it and then coming back and starting on a good Texas team. And he's just, I don't know. I, I, I cheer for him and I was happy to see him play. Well, obviously didn't play well enough to win, which is, what I was also happy with. Um, but I think that was a really, a really big part of the game. Cause then he also came in with like eight minutes left and got his third foul. Like the first
0: possession, the Andrew Jones and, or the Timmy, Allen No, guy. Timmy Allen. Yeah. like, which I haven't seen. I think Timmy Allen's the transfer, so I'm not sure exactly. I didn't really watch him last year. I haven't really heard of him before. So yeah. So it also was evident in the first half was our bench was came out huge. We, yeah, our starters, totally. Our starters like, weren't doing very much, and then our bench just came in. Um, yeah, I think our, we had 20 bench points in that half. Yeah, to Robert Jones, is, he's been a huge part of this team the last two, game, two or three games, and he's kind of a – emerged uh, even he's got a lot more minutes which I think is very does very well when he has confidence does well it's just when he does a couple bonehead plays back to back and then it's kind of it goes south for him but when he like he's consistent he's actually probably our best center option at that point because he can defend and he really knows his role he doesn't try to do too much and other than free throw shooting he's he's been Pretty darn good. He actually hit a couple of free throws at Allen Fieldhouse, which is not the easiest thing to do if you're not yeah. the, like a prime time free throw shooter. And yeah, it was just our bench and Gabe Kauscher really won us this game. And Tyrese is really emerging as like a true point guard and a really good leader for this team. And he's only 18 years old, which is pretty darn scary for the rest of Big 12. In the couple, in the next couple of years, it wasn't they re- Texas really. Shut down Brockington. They re- it was really made a focus. They were going to say, You're not, Brockington's not gonna in this game. Other players on the team. We're going to make other players on Iowa State beat us. And Gabe Kasher showed up and it was his first, like, best game since, like, Xavier game. So it's been a couple months. A couple – it's been a long stretch of Gabe not shooting the best. But he thing about him, he just hunkers down on defense even more. And that's just really the difference between this team and past Iowa State teams, if, especially if you're not going on offense, they usually just usually get benched and don't even play the rest of the year. But he is so good on defense, he's probably, like, looking at him, could be, like, first-team All-American defense. That's how how great yeah. a defender is. And it's not really – it's not like Chris Babb where, like, he's just, like, man-guarding people. That was a totally different style of defense that we did back then. But – just the way like we were, like the just the communication on defense and traps like I'm still it's still I'm still not used to watching it because it's so beautiful and I would say it's usually like reversed like we're the best offense in the nation and not exactly the best defense in the nation and now we're probably top five defense in the nation and the difference like it didn't take it's not like Virginia where they like yep. took like five or whatever years to build that culture to have defense. We are, it literally took us four months and we are known as a defensive team now. It's absolutely crazy.
1: Yeah, no, it's amazing. And I, yeah, like you said, it's definitely different than Chris Babb would face guard a lot of really good players, but Gabe is, he's a great help defender. He's always in a really good position and he is so good at beating players to the spot to draw charges. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, he's one of the better defenders I've ever seen and he's really smart. He's athletic enough. I wouldn't say he's like crazy athletic and that's why he's a good defender. But I think he, it's obviously that he studies film and he, he kind of, I feel like he really understands players' tendencies. And I mean, he's probably drawn six or seven charges out in the perimeter, like in the first couple dribbles of someone trying to drive. And I think it's that just goes to show that he's really good at anticipating and is competent enough to beat a player to the spot. And I still, I I feel like I don't know what a charge is necessarily these days, but he has done a really good job of doing that. Um, Yeah. And like you said, Robert Jones, I think he's really, he's playing with confidence. I think he was a little, he was questioning himself and he wasn't playing a ton and There's games where he really played like less than five minutes, but he's been absolutely huge the last week where he comes in and plays hard, rebounds really well. Um, Didn't didn't miss on Saturday. Yeah. And he's also really good because a lot of teams switch. And whenever a small guy switches on Robert, he just runs to the block and calls to the ball. And like he's really good at scoring on smaller players. And I mean, he's not a guy we're just going to throw to consistently and just let him go to work, but situationally, he, can get us a bucket when we need it. Um, so yeah, and, and another crazy thing is our bench, like like you said, played well, and that was without Caleb Grill really hitting shots. Like, he was cold and wasn't hitting much, and that just goes to show again how how huge it was that Gabe had the game he did because he. I mean, I thought I, going in the second half, I thought he was not going to turn out a three the rest of the game. He like yeah. had four threes at half, and then I think he let up like four threes in the first
0: four minutes. Yeah, he. Hit the daggers too, and he was just crucial. And it's it'll be it'll be like this is what is crazy. Like just thinking, I was just thinking watching this game. Like if just get a three game stretch of Gabe and um, Caleb Grill being on, we could make like the lead eight final four. Like that. That's yeah, totally. That's how great our defensive team we are. But what about this game is we got lucky. Is if this game goes in overtime, we Rockington had four fouls, Gape had four fouls, Robert Jones had four fouls, and uh, Jazz had four fouls. So yeah. we we really needed to finish it off in the, the last five minutes, and that's what we did. And we the, the Texas press kind of got it to us at the end, but we really didn't run much for plays. But Texas is just really quick and long, and they're just yeah. really hard to – especially with the true, true freshman – uh, point guard and but we we uh, handle it enough just to win the game and we beat a t- another top 25 team we're tied with Villanova with the most top 25 wins in the nation and uh, yeah it's just winning conference and beating Texas is just always so fun it'll never mm-hmm. not be fun so yeah it's just other than we ever, yeah. we didn't really do a Kansas recap. I'll, I was trying to. No, so, I, there's trying some, to the, I have
1: some more thoughts on the Texas game. You brought yeah, yeah. something that reminded me of the first half Is it was one of the more frustrating first four minutes just because the refs were so obviously just trying to impose their will that the players were to like respect them and they were calling everything. Any contact out in the perimeter was a foul. That's why Timmy Allen got two fouls early. We, our guys were in foul trouble too but then the second half, it totally switched where it was just inconsistent where they would call ticky tack fouls. And then there was times you go to the basket, you get absolutely hammered and they called nothing. So. I, and that was really the only game in the big 12 that I've noticed that I think ever, all the other games there really, hasn't been a ton other than what we'll get into later about the Kansas game. Whereas like, I wouldn't say we're necessarily an overly physical defensive team. Um, we've, we are definitely a high ball pressure defensive team, but we're not like the West Virginia teams of old where they were, their hands were on you the entire time. Like it was hard to even cut to get open on the wings. We're not like that. We're more of, we like to pressure the ball and then our rotations are just, I still can't get over how good they are. Like if someone gets beat off the dribble, like we have someone instantly rotate and stop and then they rotate all the way around. And like, we don't let up like a ton of, Open threes with that, too, which is really impressive. I think just because they always say teams of old, like if someone got beat off the dribble, and if we were lucky enough to get in front of them to help, it would always end up in a wide open three. But that's one thing we are so good at. We are so good at recovering and getting a hand in the, the face of shooters. Um, once someone gets beat off the dribble, so I think that was one of the one of my frustrations was just it was it kind of changed how we played defense, but then like always when refs start the game, we're really ticky tacky. They totally change how they call the game as the game progresses. Um, yeah, and like- but another thing I really was impressed with was we kind of, we were really close for letting the game get away from us. Texas cut it to four with like three minutes left. But then we just kept making plays to kind of keep them, because it really never got closer than four. We just like would get it back to six, then eight, and then they would go on a little mini run. And I think that just, says so much about Gabe, how he was hitting big shots. And Tyrese never got fra- frazzled as a freshman. Like he is just under complete control. Um he is the leader of our team, which like you said is crazy. I think he's he was playing high school basketball with masks on last year. Yeah. Um
0: he's probably so 17. I'm just
1: excited. I'm and it, I think where, where he's really progressed for the last month is offensively. He's finding where he can pick his spots to take to the basket. He's finishing really well He's still not the the best shooter, but he does he makes timely threes. And I, I just think the one thing it's his vision is just really improved. I think at the beginning of the, at the beginning of Big 12 play, it was a little bit of a shock to him where these guys were really athletic. They were really long and he was throwing turning the ball over a little bit, but he's really recovered and he's learning. And we're only five games into Big 12 play. So like I'm just really really excited to see where this team comes how they look in March just because like you said our defense has been consistent every single game like we defend really well every game offensively has been the big where it's hit and miss but over the last three games offensively we've looked really good and like you said if if Caleb and Gabe are on in the same game like even if like and this is the first game where I feel we, we saw Gabe and Caleb play together I feel like Caleb has been subbing in for Gabe, but I think if if they can both hit shots consistently and and are on the floor at the same time, that's only going to help Tyrese and Brockington with the opening up the floor and taking to the basket. And so I, I think that potentially could be a lineup that we see more of. I hope just because really Gabe and Caleb are really our only consistent shooters. Um and also a note on shooting,
0: Jazz Koontz it's still shooting over 50% from three. He's just so good at picking his spot. He's just, but like, I wish he it.
1: shot more. Like I, I would be fine if it, if he shoots enough to get it down to 42%, but like he still turns down open shots. Like I think he should have the green light and he should be looking. If he's open, he needs to shoot.
0: I mean, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just uh he knows his exact time. Like he knows when he's overshooting, when he, when he knows he has a, open shot and in rhythm cause like that's where like only where Gabe gets in trouble is when like he thinks about it too much. Like he finally gets open and like he shoots like it, he's, it's not a rhythm. Like he doesn't set his feet and then shoot. Like whenever he sets his feet he usually goes in like his, like his, like like his shot, like it's like 45% like it should be like he's a great, has a good sh- looking shot. It's just when he overthinks it and rushes it, which and when he gets in rhythm, he always nails it and, that's why Jazz, like, he, he always, like, doesn't, like, dribble. He just has to catch and shoot. And whenever mm-hmm. he gets that, whenever he gets that in that position, which uh, with our with our offense, it really doesn't really, like, we're not trying to get open threes. So it's just kind of like handing it off to Brockington, hand it off. Like, but we're not, like, a Fred offense where we're only looking for threes. We just get it. Yeah. When we can get it. And uh, it's just it, – it, it, we're also winning – Like, we should be, like, we beat Kansas, like, we'll get into that, but we're beating, like, really, really good teams with, like, other than Robert Jones, like, has, like, plays, like, 13 minutes. Other than that, nothing. We get absolutely nothing from the center position when Robert Jones, like, from offense perspective. We're we're all just relying, like, on – that's why I think, like, there's so much pressure on Gabe to begin with is, like, it just made him look even worse because, like, we're relying so much on our guards, and Mm -hmm. when they – Rockington's like your only option on offense, but sometimes some games, but like Tyrese, I think was a little skittish against Oklahoma at some points on offense. When like, when it came to half court, he, he's like unstoppable in transition. Like when, like when it comes to like half court offense, I feel like that's a little more pressure for 18 year old to like run offense versus yeah. just getting like steals and which he's like top 10, top 15 in steals in the nation right now. Top, oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And, uh yeah yeah speaking of we're we f- remain in the top 15 again and we're, in, we're in mid-january which is crazy and uh, it's very we deserve it it's not, it's not like we're just uh like we're we're not celebrating every time every poll I feel like when we when we got this low we we're like celebrating each week and now we're just like yeah we're we know we're top 15 which is crazy I think last year
1: in the bottom 15 in the country in defensive efficiency yeah it's just Like 232nd or something like that.
0: But I think this team, it will just be like, it looks weird now. Like, the overturn is so dramatic, but I feel like this is going to happen more and more in the future because, like, you can revamp a whole team in, like, two weeks when it comes to players because, like, everyone just leaves and they have all these open scholarships. And you just, you just, if you nail Gabe and Isaiah Brockington and Jazz, that's, and Tristan, we just, like, luckily have the connections to get Tristan, who, is very up and down, but when he's up, he like he just like his potential and like he hit a three on uh, against Texas. He was one for one. I don't I like I don't get like yeah. So
1: he, what the what that shot like that looked like a guy that should be shooting six threes a game. Yeah, which he caught it in rhythm. His shot looks so good, and he had it was dead center. So I don't know. I Tristan remains a mystery to me. I think like he played sixteen minutes this game. He's a starter. I don't know if it's conditioning. I don't know. I really don't understand. I understand that he's a raw player because he's relatively new to basketball. I think he didn't start playing until he was in high school. But there's just times where you we are just like, like you said, like his ceiling is so high. And offensively, like he's is, he is a guy you can throw it down low and he can go one-on-one and score. And there's definitely times when this year that we've needed that. So I I that's I don't want to necessarily say it's a criticism of TJ. It's just something I, I don't I'm not on the inside, so I don't understand why his minutes are rarely over 20 minutes a game. Um, but again, like that's a guy like Tyrese as he continues to develop. I mean, look at him; he had like 20 some points against Baylor, and Baylor has like the best front court in the country. Yeah,
0: it's crazy.
1: So like, there's gonna be times where Tristan turns it on and wins us games. And in March, like if he really figures it out and is like a staple of our offense, like like you said, like. The Elite Eight is not unrealistic.
0: Yeah, it's just crazy to think. Like, just looking at, like, we'll just, like, I know we harp on Iowa all the time, but, like, they were built their program for so many years. And then they finally got Garza, National Player of the Year. And then they just, like, kind of get absolutely blown out by Oregon. Like, but, like, now we have a team that could eventually be better than Iowa's, like, dream team of last year, you know? It's just kind of very strange, especially, like, just looking back in the Fred years, it was like, we had George Yang as a freshman, and he grew into who he was. And now we could literally just go get that. Like that's why, like we're in the tier. Like that's where I kind of worry about, like the UNIs of the world. It's like they can, like we could, like the big the big boys can just pick off like the top mid major school players. That like you look yeah. at, like in the like in March Madness, especially like when they have upsets, and they like. That's just going to be a new thing. It's just kind of like free agency with like mid majors and like we'll we'll hopefully like hopefully Iowa State gets like the Tristan's of the world where it's like they were on the end of the bench of a power five school and we just keep bringing them in and kind of did what we did with Deontay Burton and Abdel Nader and they just grow into what they were because I feel like Iowa it's just a place where like you have such a advantage having a home court. And your, our yeah. our fans pick him up, and it's just, like, I feel like it's between the ears with Tristan, and, like, with Hilton, playing at Hilton Coliseum really helps that because, like, we obviously have seen a lot of bad basketball, and we when we see talent, we really cheer on that talent. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tristan... We also cheer
1: effort. Yeah. Like, I think that's one thing that this team really benefits from is when they have, like, when they're defending really well and it's, like, five seconds in the like left in the shot clock, our crowd gets really loud. Now it's one the most frustrating thing about the Baylor game is Baylor just hit a shot every time that yeah. Um, But I agree, I think. And I think one thing that is really going to help us going forward with this whole new transfer portal thing, I think TJ like Campbell is a very good developer of culture. And that's, I think one thing that this team what really helps this team is they get along so well. They celebrate each other's successes. They don't get down on each other. You don't see us yelling at each other at a frustration, which we've seen at times with other teams. Um, and also with just TJ's system, like you said, like we're not the most talented team in the country, but like our system defensively, you can plug in players that are athletic enough and you can defend anyone in the country.
0: So as as
1: the year goes on, if we just plug in guys that can do that, but also are more offensively talented, like we're going to be consistently a top 25. And I, and I also think that kind of having the tradition of Iowa state where we traditionally are a better basketball school, we have one of the best home court advantages in the country. And it's just one of those venues that like kids grow up, they see on TV and they, and if they're lucky enough to come visit, like they, they, I don't know. Like you've been to Hilton, like it's a special place and it's when it's loud, like one of the, one of the best places on earth, I think. Um, So I think that's only going to help. So it's just crazy. Like, I think the transfer rules definitely helped TJ jumpstart this program. Like the Fred did, it's different, but I mean, to turn around for, to be 14 and three after going two and 22 last year is, I don't think being talked about enough nationally. Like, they mention it in passing during games. Um, but if you really dissect how impressive that is, and I know COVID year, weird, whatever, but, like, that's probably never happened. Ever.
0: Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Like, a team that's gone, that was their worst winning percentage since, like, 1925, was ranked in the top 10, and is going to be potentially, like, a 4-5 seed at the NCAA tournament.
0: Yeah, it's unheard of, which... It's just a weird transition because, like, we just happened to have our worst team during the rule change, like, mm-hmm. summer. So I feel like that was, like, we're not, like, last year was just like a, we did, we had a truly struggling roster. We didn't have our biggest advantage is our home court. And it was just such a weird year last year. And, and it was just nice to have a the rules changed. like, a, that really can upstart a new program with the transfer rule because, it, right. without this Tristan would be sitting out Gabe would be sitting out Isaiah Brock would be sitting out and we would just be basically playing like picking off grad transfers that could play right away like the Jeff Beverley's Hans Brace like yeah. that level of player so we it, we got kind of got lucky in this point not that our staff like I'm not saying our staff like our staff just absolutely murdered it in the summer mm-hmm. we and getting the and our assistants are so like it's just so easy to say this but like I it just looking at how drastic the change of our program is like getting the guy from you and I and like having their mindset of defense it's just changed it, i think that's a pretty key part of that no one talks about cuz you and I has been a great defensive team for however long like 15 to 20 right. years and we got like the lead really defensive coach and it's just and what the thing about Iowa State is our selling point is like the like Fan experience with our players, like it's more integrated. Like, it's not like, like we see people grow into who they are. Like, if you're not like, we're not not just a windmill of players. Like Kentucky, they're getting a new batch of freshmen every year. And they're going to the NBA, but like now, Iowa State's selling point is like, look at George Yang. Like, you think George Yang could get any type of business he ever wanted? Names just in like, just like Tyrus McGee or like. Just these players and as like, long as like long, Matt like.
1: Thomas, Monte Tyrese Halliburton, like all these guys grew into gray basketball players, but they're also still in, like very vocally involved in the program. And even like, like George would be on the road playing the warriors, but he'll still be tweeting about the Iowa state game. Like these, I think that's just what's special about Iowa state is like our players and alumni stay really engaged. And it just happens that we've had some really, really good players that are now having really good careers in the NBA And I think that's only going to continue and it's, it's really helpful to build a program and it's really big recruiting cell. Cause like when you can, when TJ can call Tyrese Halliburton, I know he didn't recruit him, but like Tyrese is a guy that loves Iowa state. And I guarantee if TJ asked Tyrese to talk to a recruit about how, what his time was like at Iowa state, he would do it in a heartbeat. And I mean, you look at what Tyrese is doing in the NBA, he's doing pretty dang good. So I think that's, yeah. I don't know. I'm very excited. Cause I think one thing we really haven't seen just because it's TJ's first year is TJ's also a very, very good high school recruiter. He's recruited a lot of really good players and he had a top 25 class Cohen to UNLV who has been bad for a long time. So I think we've, I think we've got some really good kids coming in next year. I'm really excited about Eli King. This Watson kid from Minneapolis looks really good. Tame and Lipsy is also extremely solid. Um. But I, I think the caliber of players we get at high school is just going to continue to exponentially grow. And I think, I don't know, i like your thoughts, but this Omaha Baloo kid that used to play for Waukee. That'd be a big get. Looks like he'd fit into our system pretty dang well because he's a really good defender, yeah, really hope, athletic.
0: I just hope he doesn't go to Baylor. I think he'd be perfect there too. Cause... Yeah,
1: he looks like a typical Baylor crowd. But I mean, like, I guarantee him and TJ get along really well. And gosh, I mean, can you imagine – replacing like Isaiah and Gabe. And then all of a sudden, like now we're like six, seven,
0: two through five. Yeah. Crazy. You're pretty cool. And just like, I don't know. we we can move on to the, the we were been a lot of positives. Now we can do the Kansas game was a lot of positives. Like we got robbed. Oh of, yeah. We got robbed with one of the most rewatchable. I State games ever in my opinion, because like, yeah. the way we came back, roaring back Caleb grill, not sure if they called it a three or two on the court. And they never even mentioned that because they reviewed it and then declared as a two when there was no evidence that it was a two, and which is very interesting because I never like we never an answer I haven't gotten yet is it was called a three or two because I feel like there was no evidence to change it back to a two if it, they called right. It a three.
1: And I think the, the the announcer said overturned, which would yeah, call ass- but I don't remember the ref ever putting his hands up like it was a three. Austin said that Austin Hillbrands, who was at the game, said they didn't put any points on the board when they went to review. So they just left the score at what it was, and then they reviewed it and then gave us a two. Yes. Which is super sketchy because I'm pretty sure the rule is you have to make a call and then review it. You can't just like say, "Oh, I don't know." Let's just go check the video. Yeah, you can't rely. That's BS.
0: Because like, what if the TV? What if it doesn't work? What if there's like a glitch and it's like, oh, exactly. Oh, I forgot what it looked like. So we just got to guess. We'll probably be a jump ball at that point. And okay. that's a play that we're not, I don't feel like we're not, it's just getting brushed over. Like then there's a picture that being a
1: three pointer. To, like, cause then we foul, they hit two free throws. Then they're up one. Like we, we just keep trading baskets. Then it's tied. game misses that shot. We're in overtime. Yeah. It's just, so it's just frustrating. I know it's, I mean, I think everyone just like, Nationally, it's just like one of those games. Oh, Kansas had a close one. They held on at home like they always do. The refs made a questionable call. It's not questionable. Like The goaltend was one of the most egregious missed calls I've ever seen. And until I went and rewatched it, I didn't realize there was like a minute 40 left. Like that was a huge part of the game. And we were down six at the time. And we still, even given that, took the lead twice. Yeah, like sure. credit to our guys, like, to do that in that place is, it's one of the more impressive last four minutes I've ever seen an out state team have. Like, no one comes back in the last four minutes while they're playing in Lawrence. I've never, have you, I don't know if you've ever seen that.
0: I haven't. I've, that's usually the other way around. Like, they're up a lot and then um, they just implode and they just absolutely like, like I remember once that West Virginia was up like 12 with like four minutes or whatever and they just lost. They just yeah. did everything to lose, but we roared back and should have won. And uh, it's just, it's just a bummer because, and it, it, how stupid it would be. Like, I'd be, like, it'd be annoyed if we even won. And it's on ESPN Plus where, like, I don't know about you, but I haven't watched anything other than Iowa State games on ESPN Plus. So, like, if you're an opposing fan, why would you go on ESPN? Go, you have to go out of your way to watch, a t- like, Iowa State and Kansas, like, I'm a pretty decent college basketball fan and I have never gone to ESPN Plus just to watch a game that's on ESPN Plus. Yeah. Uh, well, if, I mean
1: you look at the it, other games that are on there, it's like Northwest Missouri State versus Howard. Like it's it's not a
0: a top twenty like a top fifteen matchup at Lawrence. And and the announcers don't even go to the game. I don't like it just shows like how are we supposed to be taking them seriously if you don't bring an, your announcers to the game? For Iowa State and Kansas, like the last like thirty years has been a great rivalry, yeah, type thing. Like, tears. it's like one. I feel like it's definitely one of the like
1: the few teams that Kansas has respects.
0: Has feared like, like and, and Bill Baylor.
1: Self has great respect for Iowa State. I think he loves the the rivalry, like whenever Bill self plays in Hilton, he doesn't walk diagonally across the court. He walks in front of our fans because he likes it just to piss them off, but he likes it. And I, I kind of like that about him. I think, I think Bill's a great coach. Um, I think if you ask Bill, if he thought they got away with one, he would say yes, because it was an egregious call. And I know a lot of Iowa state fans don't like Bill self. I personally do. I think he's a great coach and he's a really, he's really competitive. And I think that's, I th- as someone that is also competitive I can respect and I just I'm just frustrated because I think Kansas they do what they do the refs I don't know what it is about that place but it's just so frustrating because especially because like this is also a program that just like got caught by the FBI for like recruiting
0: violations and that's a, that's also something that really ticks me off is because we don't
1: talk about it and they just like still get the great respect that they well, always have it was a
0: timing thing they got the fbi thing if they would have had that 10 years ago they would have gotten absolutely hammered but they just to get they finally get recognized oh you guys are cheating and they just happen to like have the investigation go on just so just long enough for the rules change or sort of like well why would we punish guys if the rules are different that would make it that those rules would not be violated back then
1: but look at okie state
0: yeah which i don't get either which they got hammered for two coaches ago. They violated the rules. So now these kids that were probably in middle school when the, the violations happened, they can't go to the tournament no matter how good they play. And they play in one of the, the the toughest conference, and they just beat Baylor last, yeah. last last weekend. And that would just be absolutely infuriating as a fan. Just like, how am I going to sell season tickets to a team? I you know, was like, well this could be the best team in our school's history and we can't like win a championship because two coaches ago did a violation, which that's yeah. why the NCAA's like lost so much power in the last like, year and a half. Cause yeah. they just screw over kids and programs that it just, I don't know. It's just, I'm just happy that Iowa state didn't have something like that happen. Imagine like, that's like Fred having a violation and now we can't go to the tournament because way back then, uh, Royce White got paid that whatever to come to Iowa State. Yeah. But, th- yeah, it's just a uh, very annoying thing that hopefully the NCAA can be abolished and we actually have, like, a system that actually works and have, like, someone looking after each sport, like a commissioner of e- the college basketball, a commissioner of college football, because that's, that's why, like, so much change has happened so quickly is because no one's looking after the sports. They're just like looking out for each other and rather they're just yeah. trying to cover their own butts. They're not actually like trying to improve the sport, which hopefully changes in the next couple of years, but I'm not exactly like don't think it's gonna happen, but Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh Kansas, that game is just like literally like we say this all the time, it just happened like it was just looked like a movie that we've seen ten thousand times. It's like we're gonna play really, really well and somehow we're just gonna if it's going to be our fault or not, we're going to slip away at the end because that felt exactly like the Ben McElmore bank three. Like Corey Licious was like, I think it was one-on-one, on one he missed the first one. He missed, all you needed to do is hit one free throw, and the game's over. He misses it, and Ben McElmore, the foul or no foul thing, and hits pff, banks in a three. And uh, yeah. this was just a very – I think easy, this
1: felt worse. This
0: Because we actually like, earned it.
1: I'd never seen a game where we – like. Kansas outplayed us for the first half of the second half. We hung around and then made our comeback in the last four minutes of the second half. Like that just doesn't happen in Lawrence. Our kids deserve to win and it got taken away from them. And it just makes me angry, but oh. it's life in the big 12 and we just move on. And then we had a great one against Texas. Thank God. Cause like, yeah. if you lose to Texas, we have Texas tech
0: or wonderful, well,
1: but although just lost to Kansas state, like it's just going to be a grind. So as long as we can just, defend Hilton steal a couple on the road we're going to be fine i but, but, i guess my biggest frustration from the kansas game is this is the difference between a 3 seed and a 6 seed yeah like true. if you have a win at kansas like that bumps up your resume a ton and we have an easier first weekend and we can potentially have a more favorable matchup going into the, the sweet 16 again we're getting ahead of ourselves it's only january we're, we're going to be okay and i think I don't know about you. Like I the first half of the year where we went twelve and I was like I was just kind of waiting for like
0: other should other should be shoot like drop.
1: proven. Like I was like, this is just crazy. Like we're living in fantasy land, like we're not actually that good. But we are. We hung with Baylor. We should have beat Kansas. We beat Texas Tech. We beat Texas.
0: Especially should have beat Oklahoma. Especially when uh like Brockington was hitting these crazy mid range jumpers. I'm like you can't suspect. Like, oh, he's gonna come that. to reality. But he's not. He's just good. Yeah. He can't he just nails him. Like just watching warm ups. He just that's his shot. He just nails him. And Tyrese Hunter has really emerged into probably top like one of the best point guards in the conference and nation, to be honest.
1: He's the best freshman point guard in the country, and I don't think that's really can be argued because like
0: defensively for sure. Cause like yeah.
1: his
0: offense will calm down the road, and like already right now it's already pretty decent. Oh, like finishing and game. yeah, just all it takes is if he develops a three pointer, like we might have like a Kemba Walker, Shabazz Napier point guard that could lead us to a championship game. Like that. i kind of
1: reminds one. me of Frank Mason from Kansas too. Yeah. A little undersized, really athletic, but, and I mean, Frank Mason was not an offensive powerhouse when he started, but at the end of his career, yeah, he was yeah. pretty dang good, which, but
0: Tyrese can jump way higher than Frank Mason, though, which is going to be the difference. And I think way better of a defender like as we're at now, and just thank God he came and thank God we got it. kept him because he's a special player and he's gonna he's made he's made a lot of people look pretty good so far and TJ like TJ you can already tell the the relationships really bond, like grown the couple last couple months and it's just it's just fun to see like players getting along our fans our fan base is pretty decent shape we're not as a uh, we're not to a point where like we're in a football program now where we complain about everything. Now we're yeah. like we're building in something to eventually where we can complain about everything that's wrong. But we're not we're not at that point. We're just uh, hyping up everything that's great, which should be our mindset always, but we get I don't know, it just seems like we don't remember how like I know like people hate that. It's like we don't just remember how bad we were it's like, no, it's like we have we're building we have Tradition now, like we should actually be mad if like we're not succeeding the way we should, which right was basically the prom era, to be honest, right. Which it was kind of unfair to Steve, but we won't get on that road. But like TJ, was the very, it's it's so easy to have when he his first jobs at Iowa State, he recruits all these players that are like household names. We love them, and they we finally get them, and we just we'd actually explode and we're top 15 in mid-January. It's just, uh, it's just fun. And Hilton's back. like,
1: But it, it, but it hasn't even been back at full force. We've gotten totally gypped at two huge games because of snow. Yeah. And students are there too. Yeah. And the students haven't been there. so like, it's been, and it's been still been loud. Like the Texas game still got loud and it was probably 10,000 fans instead of 14,000. So TCU's in for root rude awakening next weekend because it's going to be way louder than it has been. When Kansas comes in a couple weeks, it's going to be very loud and a very angry crowd because Iowa State fans hold grudges and they don't forget things very quickly. So I just hope we beat them by 20, just because.
0: Which I don't think the anger is very justified. Like it's justified, but like we're not, we don't, see, I don't see the anger like on Twitter because I don't think as many people watched it because it was ESPN plus I feel yeah. like people are so stubborn that they will like, all right, it's on ESPN plus you lost my business. I'm not going to watch it, which I think that's why like it wasn't even really talked about after the game because they try to, especially ESPN, they try to protect the officials. It's like, Oh, everyone makes mistakes. Like the hand Montana thing. And like, you know, like they don't show it. They harp on it unless it's like the bronze team or like Kentucky got screwed. Kansas got screwed. Whenever it's like an Iowa State, Texas Tech, Okie State, like Kansas State schools that are like, yes, we're good, but they kind of treat us like we're little brothers to like the higher class, which is ridiculous because we've been really good in the Big Twelve from all like we had a rough, we had a rough stretch in the like from when Tinsley left to Fred Fred's era, but it's been consistent and we sh- we like whenever the... Iowa State Kansas game is shown. It's always fantastic TV and it's always a great game. And there's always like, especially over the years, like Jordan and Perry Ellis was there for 10 years. Like they start don't really don't like each other. And it's just, uh, it's just crazy how you don't put that on the primetime TV, but we'll probably eventually get the respect of, because of, eventually we did do that with Nying and Naz. Yeah. And I
1: think that after this year, we'll be back just because, I mean, we have, a schedule and a TV schedule of a team that got picked uni- almost unanimously last in the Big Twelve. We so, were. We, was the, thing, the crazy thing is, do you know what place we are in the Big Twelve right now? Um, no, I'll look
0: it up. Eighth. Eighth in the Big Twelve. Yes. That's crazy. But if we beat Kansas, we're third. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter right now. We just, especially. But all
1: this, all the teams ahead of us were like all fourteen and 3, t- 13 and two, like all eight of those teams will probably be in the NCAA tournament.
0: Yeah. We just got to survive. I think, especially with our fan as it is now, if we continue beating, like, defending Hilton and hopefully stealing a couple on the road, like, Kansas City is going to be an absolute crap show with Iowa State fans because, like, it doesn't take much success for us to go down there. And, like, all right, like, even the Monte, Deontay Burden here, we didn't, really didn't play that great in the Big 12, like, schedule. And we came down there and just... We just played very well, and when we get to the championship game, it's just usually – if you're not playing Kansas – as Kansas, Kansas is not the opposing team. We win that game because we literally sell out the whole stadium. Yeah, I it's mean, just, if
1: we us and Baylor in the Big 12 title game – It's tough. It's going to be a home game, and it's – Yeah, no, I'm excited for that. I think that's one variable that we kind of always forget about until Marshall's around, like, oh, crap. Like, we had to go play home games in Kansas City because – Iowa State fans travel really well, and there's also a ton of Iowa State fans in Kansas City. So, yeah, I think, like you said, we just got to survive this grind. I think 20 wins is guaranteed in the – or guarantee us in the NCAA tournament, so we need six wins from now. Um, I think there's going to be some teams we just match up better with that we're going to beat, and I think we're just going to beat – I mean, we just – I think we – it's not unreasonable that we went out at home. So, we just got to – Continue to improve, and I think one thing about this team is really impressive: is they really don't get too high in themselves. They're just consistent. They're calm. They don't panic. We don't get blown out. Like the the Oklahoma game was a fluke. I think we just kind of they caught fire and we couldn't make anything. And um,
0: yeah, fatigue. I think fatigue.
1: Tyrese Tyrese looked like a freshman more than he had all year. So I think those games are going to come few and far between. And as Tyrese grows. Our team is only going to get better. And then, like you said, if Caleb and Gabe are going to hit shots consistently. It's tough. That's tough. And that, that, that's one thing we didn't talk about about the Texas game. Like, if you had have told me that Brockington scores eight points, I would have told you we lose. Maybe
0: we lose by like 15.
1: But like the fact that we can win with mo- like different players other than Isaiah. And like Isaiah has had such a great year. And he's one of the best players I've seen played out of state in a long time, which I think is saying a lot. So I think we're just going to, it's just, and like you said, it's fun. Like it's just fun. It's basketball just, season. Basketball season is way more fun than football. In my opinion, is because you get a game every couple days and they're all
0: fun. Cause like, just and like Hilton is just so incredible. It, especially last year. Good. Like the, we just come up, came off the fiesta bowl and it's like, Oh, we came off such a high. And it's like, man, but now we have to watch basketball, but now it's like, and then we just think football season's so far away. So like, just like, obviously you have joy in your own life. Hopefully I hope people are having joyful times in their life between football seasons to basketball season. But like last year was like, and the fan, like I'm coming through like a fan joy. It's like, Oh man, I'm not going to feel joy. Like of Iowa state until August. Like it was such a drooling thing to even watch Iowa state last year. And now it's like, you look forward to like, all right, I'm planning my week. All right. When's Iowa state play? Okay. Can't do anything there. And, uh, it's just, uh, last year, last year was like you don't even think about watching or it's like you accidentally watch but now it's like you plan especially now you can plan on going to Hilden it's like and like tickets like it's just funny how like last year was like like uh, you it's the tickets right now should be like three dollars but now like it's like what well, because like again you're like yeah I can't go but now it's like I have to pay 70 bucks to get into Hilton. like <laughs> dang but like it's just uh you pay to be successful and like it's worth the money. It's just, like mean, the Texas Tech game that was, that was pretty rough, but we came out the victory there because that's a big win. Texas Tech is good. Yeah, they're. I was watching them because like they have like, they had like they had a lot of people out for COVID or whatever, but they're fast, they're athletic on defense, they play very very similar to we do, and we just Brockington hit a three and one three, and that's what it took to win, and that that's just crazy because they just they've won out I think ever since that game. No, I just lost to Kansas State. Oh yeah, I just lost Kansas State. Yeah, by ten. And Kansas State's like a half-filled Kansas State, and like Kansas is still like nine. So and, like five hundred. Yeah, it's just uh, I'm not sure how long Weber has left there because Kansas State's fan base is I think it's kind of given up on that program, which what's I've seen on Twitter and which, they see, just made the Elite Eight like three years ago. Yeah, they beat Kentucky. Yeah, was, Dean Wade. Yeah. So yeah, it's just uh, we play text, at Texas Tech tomorrow. That's gonna be a really tough one. Um, they've obviously just, as we just said, came out with the Kansas State loss. They got all their players back that weren't playing at Iowa State at the in Hilton, and uh, I, I expect there to be a little more offense hopefully tomorrow than we had in Hilton a couple of week, like a week ago or whatever.
1: I don't think I don't think by much because they're really good defensively too. So. It- I think it's going to be a slugfest again. I think the probably the healthy way to go about this year, and I haven't been very good at this, is we can't expect to win on the road just because of how good the Big 12 is. But you just got to hope to have a shot at the end, and we have the players that can, I think, execute. Um, So I think we just got to weather storm, hang around. But I think one thing that us team has really shown that they're way better at is when we have a lead, we are really, really hard to beat. Cause I feel like we really, it's, I think it's different than other games where like defense will feel offense, but like our offense feels our defense even further. Like if we're up eight, like our defense, I feel like it's even better. Just because it's like house money. Like you, it's, you don't have to get a stop. Like every stop you continue to get, just like you just helps you build the lead versus like in Kansas. Like we had to get a stop and it was just, and I feel like we didn't even talk about that. The shot that the kid made was yeah. The point guard, <laughs>
0: like, point guard hadn't done anything all game. Just is what was the guy what was this guy's name? Adams? Yeah. So his was, yeah, make even more mad. It was his only field goal of the game.
1: No, it wasn't Adams. It was uh Dewan Harris. Oh, Dewan Harris. Their point their point. Yeah. Guard. He had twelve points. Yeah, yeah. I mean Yeah, but so yeah, he it was a great like it wasn't like we broke down defensively. Like he just made a really tough shot and credit to him. So
0: Yep, we just got to move on and hope we'll like Hilton's gonna be absolutely nuts when they come to town because oh. students are back. It's, I mean, it's on a Ram Tuesday night, but it's, it's gonna be a fun, fun. I, I don't know, if, I don't think we can camp out anymore. I feel like then they would ban that because, uh, I don't, I'm one, not sure because one tent like set on fire or whatever. When you, I think oh. you were in college, yeah, that yeah. did happen. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure, I haven't heard since then, I haven't heard about camping out or not, which, uh, I don't know. It's, we got, we, uh, there's not really a lot of football to talk about because we already signed our class, and I saw we got a couple – we got a Juco quarterback and a Juco linebacker. Who was I think the linebacker was the Juco All-American, like the player of the year, Juco.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's a big get. Yeah. Our linebacker room will look different, but it looks like we're going to be good again. Um, yeah, I haven't really thought much about football. Excited to see our, our guys go through the combine and the draft come up in April – Hopefully, I'm really hopeful Brees grades out and is a first round pick and that very, very long drought for us. But
0: I think Brees could, I think Brees will go to the Steelers. That's my guess. They just, no, they just drafted Najee Harris. Wow. I just think Brees would look pretty sick in a season. I think he'd farm. look pretty
1: sick in Kansas City Geese colors.
0: Yeah, that too. Yeah. I, I haven't really watched NFL at all. So I'm just kind of going from memory to see who would be. The best place for him, or the, or the Patriots? Yeah, it's just it's crazy how like if you look back at Matt Campbell's resume with running backs, like how not how can't he just walk into every living room? Like obviously Bama and all those really good schools, like but like his resume, like it stacks up. The most other than Bama, like a lot of schools because Cream Hunt, Dave Montgomery, and Brees Hall, the last three running backs you've had, that's a Pretty impressive, Kenny Nwangu? and Kenny Nwangu, yeah, can't forget him. He never, well, never started. Kenny, well,
1: Kenny Nwangu is in the Pro Bowl.
0: Yeah, really, yeah, I didn't know that for kick returns. Yep, yeah, that's that's crazy. It's it's just crazy to see. Like he was such a program guy. Never, he could have transferred. He could have transferred easily. Should have transferred, but he stuck, stayed the course. One of the fastest cyclones to ever come through Ames, and. Yeah, it's just and he tore his Achilles as a freshman. Just mm-hmm. crazy to see that he's now in the NFL, and it's just uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll uh, hopefully have a recap for the tex Tech game, and we got another Saturday game against TCU coming up. It's uh, I think it's at three o'clock. It's a pretty pretty good time for going to a game, I think, in my opinion, because these eight o'clock games they're kind of brutal yeah. to. Like, yeah, they for, are brutal. For, I mean that's why like it, the sell to live around Ames is so like high for us because like we've grown up living an hour away and uh, or hour and a half even and if we if, and definitely like how the like dad's experience like early on in the season is based like that's based on how many games we go on the rest of the year because like if we like slip up on like a random non con then dad's like I feel like it don't you feel like it was like based on it's really experiences of driving there. And like, if that didn't go well in the beginning, like we just really didn't go on the rest of the year type of thing.
1: Yeah, no, totally. And more football than basketball, but I think that's the fun about basketball is it doesn't take up your entire day. And it's just like two hours of really eventful fun versus football can kind of drag on sometimes. But yeah, it's yeah. I feel like a lot of, I don't know the, the big I state fans. I know it's, to live in that neighborhood across the street from Hilton and Jack Trias would be pretty sweet.
0: It's like winning the lottery, like discussions like you have with your friends. Like, I feel like that's like my number one, like buy, like just buy that neighborhood with all your Iowa state friends. Like that'd be crazy. Which,
1: yeah, I think just says more that we're probably just a bunch of dorks, but some
0: people would like feed the world, but yeah, you know, that'd be second. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, We'll have a recap of those for you guys eventually. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And, uh, yeah, appreciate Michael coming on from Iowa City, as usual. And uh, go Cyclones. Go Clones.